This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast. I'm Billy Mully and today we have a bumper episode. Of course, I'm here with the usual suspects. I'm here with Jamie, Dylan and Stephen, but I'm also joined a little bit later on by Chelsea fan Louis Beneventi to offer a Blues perspective ahead of Wednesday's clash. First of all, Dylan, how are you getting on today, mate? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. We're super excited about Wednesday. Yes, it's very, very exciting, but it's not even the biggest game of the week. It's not, it's not. Middlesbrough 100% is the uh, biggest game of the week. Jamie, how about you, mate? How are you getting on? Yeah, same, really excited. It's um, reached a point we, in, in the working week where, okay, yeah, you're working, but it's just on your mind and you, and you can't wait for it. Um, but yeah, again, as you say, also on your mind, can't wait for, for the borough away on Saturday. It's going to be a... Um, it's an amazing week coming up. Um, it's it's the sort of the sort of weeks that you you look forward to as a Luton fan. And what about yourself, Stephen? How are you getting on? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I spent the afternoon at Classic Football Shirts, got myself a a new a new shirt that's from a Ghanaian team, and looking forward to the Chelsea game, and then looking forward to Borough away as well. It's it's just going to be a brilliant week, and especially if we have it with three wins in the week from Derby to. But right, it's it's going to be an exceptional week, really. I think it's fair to let the listeners know that Stephen snubbed a few classic Luton shirts today. Just just to get out there, just to get out there, <laughs> there were Luton shirts there, and he decided to go the other way. He went with a Garnet inside. Yeah, well, I saved myself with about two hundred quid with that. So uh, the obvious choice was the uh, the fifteen pound shirt, not the hundred and seventy five pound shirt. I don't know about that, mate. Seeing some of the pictures there, look, some very, very nice shirts there. They're not a sponsor, so I'll stop talking about them. Um, what Nathan Jones said about this game, and um, I think it, it really, it, it really is true. He said that this is the caviar, and and Middlesbrough is the bread and butter. And I guess the playoff push is what it's all about. The league is is where the focus is, and that's our everyday bit of business. And this is. The luxury. This is the game that everybody wants to be playing in, but at the same time, it's it's ninety minutes of football. It doesn't really change the complex of our season. Yeah, I mean, the league is 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 definitely the the bread and butter. Um, it's it, it's it's what we pay the players' wages for. Is it is our league position? But we've got ourselves into a into a good position in the, in the league. Sixth, obviously, of through through some great form this year. Um, we've now allowed ourselves to actually enjoy this one. I mean, if if we would have come into this in, in a bit of bad form and find ourselves eight, nine points off the playoffs, then you almost think that this is it. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got a really exciting end to the season coming up. But at, at the same time, obviously, there's talk of 
how many changes we'll make and whether we'll just sort of make a 9, 10, 11 changes. But I, I don't think we will. I think we'll go as strong as we possibly can. I think as, as much as the, the, the Premier League cake is is tantalisingly close, like it's, it's, it's closer than it's ever been before, I think we're still an outsider for that. And, and if we can beat Chelsea, if we can get through to the next round, that's, that's immediate earnings in, in the form of another game, another lot of TV, with a one-game shootout to get to a FA Cup semi-final at Wembley, so I think the importance of this game cannot be underestimated. I mean, I think I think Nathan joked in a in a previous post-match that the only game that the board have put pressure on him to win is the Chelsea game, um, and, and that that's because of of the financial reward. Um, obviously, there's rewards of fantastic memory at at the Kenny beating Chelsea, but financially, it could be another. 250,000 for us, which, um, yeah, it, it's, it's massive. And then, Jamie, you also couple that in with, you know, a favourable tie. You say we, we go to Anfield the next round and you just think of, again, a, a massive financial reward again. Yeah, of course. Nowadays, it's not really the tickets. It's the TV money. I mean, I, I think for this round, we're getting 150 grand just just for being on on TV, which if you do, do that do that again, that's that's another, that's 300 grand in two rounds on on, on just being on TV. Um, and then, like I said, if we get what you would think an easier tie, say we get the winner of Forest and Huddersfield, okay, not neither of them will be easy, but a championship tie to get through to a game at Wembley, like I, I think people are putting a bit too much prize on the league here because we are still outsiders. We, we, okay, we're sixth in the league, but we're 13 games to go, and okay, the Premier League will give us 100 plus million and more, but. We, we can have some immediate financial return here. And we, we speak a lot about Kenilworth Road under the lights. You know, it's the best place to be in the world and it's going to be a very, very atmospheric place to be. You know, Chelsea are not going to like how intimidating that fans are going to make this game. You know, they're going to have to go into the small changing rooms and, and all that kind of stuff. How important, how important are these sort of, these fine margins in making this a difficult test for Chelsea? Massively important. Um, I think especially the psychological element of, obviously, they've just lost in the Carabao Cup final. Um, so the group will be psychologically a bit shot. And then they suddenly come to, to Kenilworth Road against, you know, it's not just any midweek game. It's going to be a fired up midweek game where the pressure is all on them. And, you know, four days after losing in a cup final or three days after losing in a cup final, Suddenly, there's huge pressure on them to win in the next cup that they're going to, that they'll want to win. Um, so there's massive psychological factors at play here for Chelsea, where for us we're quite free of that. We know that our priority is the bread and butter of the league, uh, and we can go into this game as a free hit. Really, um, we know if we do something special, then it's absolutely incredible. If Chelsea show their quality and 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 beat us, which they would be expected to, then well done to Chelsea. We had a great night at the Kenny. Um, but I think the massive kind of psychological pressures on Chelsea combined with the atmosphere, with the changing room, as you say, um, could be quite a potent mix um, for us uh, in terms of damaging them. As you say, these fine margins, these psychological gains coupled with what Kenilworth Road will be like, how tight we are as a fan base to the action. You know, there's genuine belief, Stephen, that we can go on and you know, win this game. I mean, when we went to Stamford Bridge, of course, it was championship club against the top Premier League side. But this time around, it, it, there's a little bit of a different feeling. Yeah, exactly. I think back then for the first game, it was kind of almost disappointing that it was during COVID, uh, like during lockdown anyway, and we couldn't go. Um, we... It, it does have a, a hell of a lot of a different feeling because obviously any Premier League side visiting Kenilworth Road is going to be fun, basically. It's going to, it's going to be a good night, especially, on, like as we've said, under the lights as well. Uh, on a Saturday, even when like back when we had Wolves visit and Millwall in the uh, FA Cup in like, back in 2013, it was it was brilliant. But this, this obviously has just that different feeling because it's like they're not out of reach now the, the you know the premier league isn't so much of a a dream obviously it still is a dream but it's like it we can almost 
feel it now that we could get there. Whereas back then, even last season, it was wasn't expected for us to be doing this well this season. Um, I think I remember seeing like during the game on on Saturday um, against Derby. I looked when we were one 0 up. I looked at the table and I think Stoke were beating Bournemouth and. I, I saw that we were, I think it was about five points or six points from second. And I was like, this is mental. This is absolutely mental. Obviously, Bournemouth went on to win. Um, and it's like, what, an eight point, nine point gap. But it's just, it, it's almost unbelievable, even though we're not so close to second now. And, and, and you know, we're, we're in the playoffs, but it's still almost unbelievable that we are in the playoffs at this point. Um, so, yeah, I think... This this game is just going to be it's going to be wonderful. No, obviously, no matter what happens, even I mean, if we lost ten nil, then yeah, it'll be a bit of a anti climax and disappointment. But no matter what happens, this game is going to be special. And I guess we couldn't really come into this game in better form. I mean, we've just won three championship games for the first well, three second tier games in the first time in I think twenty six years I've seen three games in a row. So that's you know excellent form to come into such an important game and especially when considering Chelsea are off the back of a not disappointed defeat but they will be disappointed they they played well enough for, for large periods of the game but they they will be you know psychologically mentally physically as well because it went on for an eternity that's not just the penalty shootout that's the 120 minutes of football it, it, it's going to take a lot out of Chelsea yeah for sure I mean like you said our, our form this year has been phenomenal. I mean, we've got finally got that elusive nine-point week and we have the most points in the, in the league this year, joint with Fulham. OK, I think Fulham, Fulham have played one game less, but we've hosted Bournemouth, we've hosted Blackburn, we've hosted West Brom, we've gone to Stoke, we've gone to Sheffield United. We've had some really, really tough fixtures and we, we've, okay, we've got three more really tough fixtures coming up in Borough, Coventry and, and QPR, but... To, to essentially be joint top of the league based on this this year's results is nothing short of fantastic. Um, so if you couple that, having a group of, of lads that are high on confidence right now, or, or at least should be high on confidence, with a group of players in Chelsea that, albeit technically, athletically, they're probably a bit a bit better than us, obviously, because they are multi-million pound players. But confidence is going to be a little bit shot. But I don't think we can overestimate the impact that that final will have. But c- couple that with the Kenny that you said under the lights, the changing rooms, the hostile fans. It's um, it's as level a playing field as you could get between Luton and Chelsea. And I guess we, we've spoken a lot here about it being intimidating for Chelsea. Chelsea are going to be you know damaged in terms of what happened at the weekend. But they still have world class players. They still have experience in abundance you think like of Thiago Silva you think of even Jorginho now you think of Azpilicueta all players that you know can be considered leaders and whilst they don't get too many tests where they have to come to a place like Kenilworth Road that experience will will prove invaluable probably yeah I think um, as you say there people like Jorginho and those guys who who didn't play in the final um, you know you'd expect after after extra time, you know, they've, a lot of them played 120, um, that they would rotate and, and pretty much bring in their whole bench from from Sunday. When when I was watching the final, I was actually more interested in who their bench was because it probably says who's going to play uh, on Wednesday against us. And you've got people like Jorginho on the bench who no doubt Danny Hilton will be deployed to um, to stop just like he did with Joe Allen. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, you know, it doesn't... It, at the end of the day, a team like Chelsea can be slightly mentally shot in what's been a tough week for them, but they just have so much individual quality and such a good coach and, and they do so many things so well that it, it, it just doesn't matter, really. It's, it's not like when we played Aston Villa um, when we were in League Two and they were quite clearly mentally gone and, and we just did a few things well and, and outplayed them. This is Chelsea. They're going to have absolute unbelievable quality on the pitch at every moment even if a few of the youngsters play, because everyone knows how good uh, Cobham is uh, in terms of producing players. So, yeah, I, I think fine margins is everything for us because we need those fine margins, but they have so much quality. It's it's going to be a huge, huge challenge, no matter who's on the pitch, no matter the situation. And we've mentioned, we've mentioned 
Chelsea making a few alterations to their squad. I guess there'll be arguments for, for certain players to start. Um, I'll come to you, Stephen. Is there anyone particularly that you know hasn't really been in the starting eleven recently that you can see playing this game? Of course, we're deep amidst this this playoff push where we're playing three games a week. Surely there will be some sort of changes, and you know, fringe players will come in for us as well. Yeah, I I don't really know what to expect. Obviously, like with our you know bits of injuries here and there, I'm. I'm not expecting too many changes because what we've done recently has worked. And yeah, I'm 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 really not sure what to actually expect. And one thing that did come from Jones's press conference today, he said that, you know, Snodgrass is is getting there day by day. Barry's getting there day by day and he said about Jordan Clark, he said, you know, you'd think he'd never you'd never missed out and I guess that is a very good positive update and you know, he could, he could be there to haunt Chelsea again and haunt Kepper should he play. Yeah, that would be... It would be brilliant if we get some of the lads back. But, um, I mean, obviously it would be brilliant if uh, if Kepper started and Jordan Clark came on and scored. Even if it was a penalty against him, it would be, be funny. Um, but, yeah, I, it's, it, it is hard what to expect. But I, I would love to see Stodgrass get some minutes in the game, even if it's like the last 10 minutes and... You know, say we're three 0 down or or anything, it'd be it'd be brilliant to see him get his first game in a Luton shirt against Chelsea, um, and if he can show some quality against them and get a goal or get an assist or anything, it'd be it'd be wonderful to see. Yeah, certainly an exciting addition, Snodgrass, isn't it? it? It remains to be seen if he does get any minutes. And now we're here joined by Louis Beneventi for our Chelsea perspective on Wednesday's game. Louis, first of all, thank you very much for joining us today. And when you saw that Luton were drawn against Chelsea, what was your initial reaction? Because I guess for Champions of Europe, these kind of games do appear to be, you know, on the easier side of things. Nah, I, I'm I am not one of those fans at all who sits there and goes, oh, this should be a walk in the park. This should be easy. That's That's never what you should do, especially in the FA Cup. I mean... I was there when we lost to Bradford. That was my little brother's first game that I took into. So that's stuck with me for my entire life now. Um, but um, but yeah, look, I think for me, the first thing I was actually moaning about, and I was sitting with my mate, and we were saying like, you never get uh, a good away day in terms of opportunities to go to, to lower league clubs. Sort of a big one, like I really wanted Kidderminster, just so I could say I've been there and ticked it off. Or, you know, and obviously Luton, so there's the uh, entrance, which is, Obviously, it's in, in the houses, so already thinking, oh, I've got Luton, like, maybe I could just knock on someone's door and try and jump over there and do all of that. Um, and then as soon as I saw, I saw Luton, I was like, home or away? Saw it was away. Buzzing. That was it for me. I was there like, cool, sorted. I'm happy with that. Um, it's 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 something for me which I love about the competition. Um, and, you know, again, I don't mean just, I don't mean that to sound condescending. But it's, I'm looking at it going, do you know what? It's an opportunity to see something different. How often am I going to get to do that? I don't think Chelsea have been... Draw, well, we were drawn away to Barnsley last season, but obviously that's COVID. It doesn't really count. I, I, I can't remember the last time we were drawn away to a lower league division. I actually think it was when we played Brentford in 2013. So it's kind of one of those where it's it's such a rare opportunity and it's something which I'm really, really excited to, you know, see how it unfolds. And, you know, you never know. That's the beauty of the competition. As you say, the beauty of the FA Cup is that any possibility can truly happen and that's what us Luton fans are here hoping for when we play on Wednesday. As you say as well, Kenilworth Road is not going to be there for much longer, so Chelsea getting in there before it does eventually go. Jamie, I'll come to you a little bit about this game. I won't go too much as we've already spoken a little bit about it, but I guess when you think of of Luton-Chelsea, you think of last year, and wishing, really, really wishing that we could have been there at Stamford Bridge. Oh, without a doubt. And and Nathan spoken about it in, in his press conferences that we, that we were sort of dealt a bad hand because it seemed like ages pre-COVID before, since we had like a really nice sort of glamorous cup tie. So to, I guess, miss United at home and then Chelsea away last year, to then get Chelsea at home at the Kenny midweek as, as even like a cherry on, on top sort of under the lights at the Kenny it's um it, it's a really exciting tie and 
I think it's been on on the lips of, of every Luton fan since it was drawn. Obviously, we've had had league um, issues to, to to worry about since then. But yeah, now that it's the the next game on on, on the agenda, it's it's so exciting. And Dylan, just thinking about the players themselves, we've got such a competitive squad at the moment that you know the lineup is is impossible to predict. I mean, fan hub lineups would be absolutely awful. I, mean, I think. Four out, of 11, four out of 11 would probably be considered a good score because there is so many options available to Jones and, you know, everybody wants to be playing this game, but not everybody can play in this game. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I think Elijah's obviously done three, nine, or, or he started three games in a row. So there's a possibility that he might not start. Um, but the thing is, I think, as you say, like, there's so much depth and we're seeing Jerome coming to the fore. We're seeing Danny Hilton coming to the fore. We're seeing all these guys who maybe, you know, at the start of the season weren't massively present in the starting lineup and now really showing what they're about. Um, so really, yeah, I think fan up lineups, lineups are going to be chaos um, on Wednesday. But we know that w- with the form we're in, with the with the kind of momentum we've got, that any squad we put out are going to give them a give Chelsea a great test and it, it will be a great spectacle um, no matter what. And Stephen, as we've as evidenced by today and and in the lead up to this game, you've got a few Chelsea supporting mates. So, how important is this for you? It's, I think, I'm not really so bothered about the bragging rights. I'm more excited about the fact that it's it's a big game, like for for us, for what we've been through, for for obviously missing the big games as Jamie said last year like even in, including Watford like missing those two games like for you know our sort of age of fans this is something that we've not really experienced i managed to experience liverpool at home like a 1-1 draw uh back in 2007 i think it was in the fa cup third round but i missed out on the uh the replay away but um it's just something that we are almost We've not been exposed to at all, really. But like, I speak to any fans that any Luton fans that are over, like you know, thirty years old. They've experienced all of this. They got to experience Chelsea in the semi-final of the FA Cup back in what was it, the nineties? I think it was um, or eighty. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, it's it's something that it's just so wonderful for us to actually be exposed to and. Obviously, having been, you know, I've been, I've been one of my best mates now. As you know, as a Chelsea fan, Jordan, um, and I've been giving him sticks, you know, since the final whistle yesterday in the League Cup. But I'm not really that worried about bragging rights. It's more, it's more about just how much of a big occasion this is for us to be exposed to. Hundred percent. And as you say, there we've been exposed to Braintree. Dartford, Gateshead, and you know now we're welcoming the champions of Europe and champions of the world. So it's definitely going to be some occasion for us Luton fans. And and circling back to you, Louis, just a little bit about Chelsea. Obviously, we're going to have to mention it. Heartbreak yesterday in, in penalty, but a very well contested game, and you know it really, really could have gone either way. Cheers for reminding me about that, lads. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Living in Wembley at the same time. Thumbs up. Great day. Uh, Look, yeah, I think it was our own doing yesterday. I, I, I look at how we played and we missed the opportunities that Liverpool didn't have. Um, and the fact it has to come down to the 11th player to miss a penalty. Yeah, it's really hard, but that is literally what it is. It's, it's, it's such a lottery penalties. Um, and, you know, when you're trusting your goalkeeper to do it, 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 it's, it might go wrong. Um, you know, like, like the ball landing in my flat, that was fun. Um, but I think you know, out, out, outside of that, the we've we've done well with the injuries that we have um, in terms of, I think, I think a lot of people expect us to be right up there with City and Liverpool. Um, and the fact that we aren't that far away from them when you don't have the likes of Chilwell and Reese James, which was so important to us at the beginning of the season. Um, and obviously we had other injuries in our midfield. We've had injuries at centre-back. You know, we've not had a striker who wants to be here. Um, so, you know, I think with, with what we've done, I'm very happy with this season. I'm not the sort of fan who is going to sit here and say, I expect us to be here doing X, Y, and Z. Because um, right now, realistically, I think we're hitting our expectations. We're hitting our limits because we still have to develop to get onto the top tier of 
you know, lots of Liverpool City and people might say, but you're champions of Europe. Like, well, yes, but that's a tournament. You know, this is not 38 games. Across 38 games, we need to get better. So, you know, bottom line for me, I'm really happy with how our season's gone. I'd really like us to get to Wembley again this year. Um, I feel like this team has some demons to conquer there now. Um, you know, we've got, we've obviously lost to Leicester in the Cup. We've now lost to Liverpool in the Cup. We lost to Arsenal the season before. We lost to Arsenal in the season where we could have won the double. You know, I feel like there are some demons this team needs to conquer. So hopefully, you know, you know, we do get past you guys. Hopefully we do the RN. And it's just a case of making sure that we continue to develop. Um, I think this is probably the last season where you can say the development process is a thing for Chelsea. I'd say next year, with the right signings in the summer transfer window, I do expect us to be further up there with Liverpool and Manchester City. I think we've got the, one of the best coaches in the world. Uh, and I've no doubt he, he will fulfil that. Um, but it's just a case of, you know, seeing how everything develops, really. But, you know, first things first. There's no point looking four, five, six months ahead. Got to get past this game in the cup. You know, it's another trophy for us to potentially go for. Um, and it'd be, you know, it'd be nice to win it this year. So, you know, hopefully we can do the business. As you say there, you rate Thomas Tuchel very highly. Nathan Jones also rates Thomas Tuchel very very highly he was speaking today about him being within the top five best managers in the league so Louis assessing Tuchel's reign so far obviously it was I think it was Luton that we like to say got Lampard sacked with that that free one Jordan Clark scoring that that proved to be the final straw but um how would you assess what he's done so far and and the kind of football he's brought to Chelsea and the the all-round assessment of his reign so far I, I was slightly worried when he first joined. Um, I thought, obviously, there was a, there was a lot of stuff out in the back end of PSG, um, which kind of worried me about him as a person, his personality. Um, and obviously, you know, you look at the back end of Dortmund as well. He's very passionate and it sometimes rubs people the wrong way at Chelsea. You know, prime example being Antonio Conte um, and Jose Mourinho obviously being two very, very passionate managers. Um, but, what I like about Thomas Tuchel, in terms of the reign of Roman Abramovich, you've had some fantastic managers. You've had Conte, as I mentioned. You've had Mourinho. You've had Ancelotti. You've had some other great ones as well. Might not be the best people and related to the club like Rafa Benitez, but you know, no doubt he's a good manager. But I'd say that Thomas Tuchel is almost like a culmination of the character and philosophies of all our best managers. So the first three I mentioned, then Ancelotti, Mourinho, and and Conte, I'd say that he kind of takes the best elements of all of them to bring it all together. Um, at first, the football wasn't that exciting, but you know, I think that the way we're playing now, when we move the ball about, it, it's it's really good. I'm I'm really excited to watch us, and obviously, I think we're very efficient as well. We were, we were. <laughs> now, not so much. I think that our, our movement in the final third hasn't been great, but that's always been an issue since Sari. You know, we like to paint Mona Lisa whenever we're trying to score a goal, rather than just going, do you know what, let's just hit it and let's have a go. Um, I think that Tom, what Thomas Tuchel's done for us um, is fantastic. And I, I, I hope it really continues for a long time um, because obviously we know what Chelsea's philosophy is like if things start going a little bit sour. Um, we won't get a better manager than him right now in Wales football. That's, that's just a fact. You know, you'll, you'll have some idiot on Twitter say, oh, we should go get Julian Nagelsmann if we get a sack in and all that sort of stuff. It's, no, what we have right now, you know, I, there's top five managers in the league. I personally, and it might be a bit of bias because I really don't like him, I think he's a better manager than Klopp. I think he holds himself better. I think the way that he sort of pushes out the boundaries and does things is better. And I know there might be people who listen to this who might be Liverpool fans who are probably screaming right now. Uh, I don't care. Uh, it's just a fact of how I feel. Uh, but I think that, you know, what we've got, I think, other than Guardiola, I'd say we have the best manager in the league. Yeah, yeah, I'd say we're the best manager in the league. You, you could you could argue it in other ways. People could say Sean Dyche for his tenure at Burnley and what he's done with the limited tools he has or whatever. I've had this conversation millions of times. I, I, I look at what we've got, how we're developing as a club, what's happening in terms of his, his nurturing of the talent that we have alongside bringing in key players and positions in the transfer market as well. 
which we haven't obviously seen him do properly yet. You know, we've spent 100 million on a striker. That's when I say I haven't done it. <laughs> Blimey. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I say I haven't done it properly, I think it's kind of, I, I want to see a few more two cool players come in um, and then see what he can do. But he, he's, he's already been fantastic for us. And, you know, he's carried on what Lampard started in terms of the players that he brought in uh, and, you know, finding where to fit them all in. And he's got a, a good harmony out of the squad now. Um, a few more little bits, and you know, I, I think that you know, we like I was saying earlier, we we have the we can attempt to to challenge for a league title. And coming back to the Luton boys here, of course, it's going to be a different kind of test from when we went to Stamford Bridge. No fans, obviously, being one, and the fact that the rain has now switched from Frank Lampard to Thomas Tuchel. What do you expect from a Thomas Tuchel led side, Jamie? Um, I mean, it's really interesting, right? Because they're they're missing a few players. I mean, Reece James is just coming back from 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 full fitness, and we all know what that that wing back partnership of of Reece James and Ben Chilwell does. Obviously, unfortunately, Chilwell is out for the season, um, and that saw Tuchel switch to a back four, but it didn't quite work. So I, I, he's now gone back back to the back three, um, which is interesting because that means it will be a, a, a partial match up with uh, with what we do. Um, but I think in, in in these sort of cup ties, of course, we've got to worry about about Chelsea because they have a lot of threats. Um, no matter who they start, whether it's Lukaku or Werner or Havertz, I mean, the list goes on. Um, but ultimately, I think we just have to play our way, right? I mean, ultimately, we've we've got to sit from the Championship for a reason, from just from through playing our way. And if we do that on the day, we we know that we can be a match for anyone. Obviously, Chelsea has to be a little bit off it, but. That, that that ultimately is part of, of the fans as well. The, the fans has to have to make Chelsea be up be off it by making it making it a very hostile atmosphere. Um, so yeah, obviously Chelsea are going to pose pose us a, a lot of threats, but I think we've got threats as well. Hundred percent. And one thing that Jamie mentioned there, Louis, was the the recent switch. You've, you've played with back three recently. You've played with back four recently. So for you. And I don't know if this will be specific for the looting game or, you know, looking at the, looking at the future, but what works for you, back three or back four? Or does it, you know, depend on the kind of test? Does it depend on how you expect to impose yourselves on a team? It depends on the test. I, I think it's a bit harsh to say it didn't work. I think we were still been churning out results and playing well with the back four. We played a back four against Tottenham and played off the park. Um, so, you know, it's it's... It does work. It might not be as effective in some situations, but Thomas Tuchel worked with the tools that he had at his disposal. Um, I reckon he'll go with a safe formula. I think after the, the cup final, he's going to want to just go in, get the job done. So he'll, he'll go with a devilly nose, I think, in a 3-4-3. In a um, but I think for me, look, it's, it's, it works, however. Um, I think Malang Sar stepped up fantastically at the left-back position, by the way. Um, and also when he's played as part of the back three, um, he probably will be playing because, you know, Trevor Chalabar uh, needs to, you know, nurse his, his nether regions, uh, thanks to Naby Keita. So um, I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be a very interesting game. So we could be seeing a back four, to be fair. I think, you know, with Christensen potentially unavailable through Achilles, Trevor Chalabar, as mentioned before, you probably will see that formation come into play. Um, but... We'll just have to see what happens on the day. He might put in some youth players, which means we do end up playing a, a three at the back. Um, so it's, it's, it's just going to be... A, I, I just like to watch how how he does his tactics. It's always really exciting because you're never quite sure. It's sort of, you, you could look at it and be like, well, this this is another reason why I put him higher than Jürgen Klopp. You know, Jürgen Klopp being going 4-3-3, he's going to do this, end of conversation, sorted. You look at... Tuchel and he can go okay well I might go with a four and do this or I might go with a five and do this or I might go with a two up top or I might go with one up top or I might do three so you never quite know because he, he chops and changes but he's got a tune out of the team regardless um, might not be all in tune in terms of you know I might need to turn the key a little bit if uh, to get from a C to a drop D or whatever uh, but I think that look, overall he's, um, he's he's done a fantastic job but I, I, I could not tell you what formation we're going to be playing against you? It's 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 brilliant. I love playing bingo on these sort of days. We literally we had a full blown conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago because we thought he was playing four four two, and I got really excited because you know four four two is like the ultimate football formation in my eyes. You know you can't go wrong. Two up top, two midfield, simple job done. 
and then I got really disappointed when it turned out to be a five at the back. So, you know, it's 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 an exciting time being a Chelsea fan right now. I love it. it you never know what's going to happen. It's fantastic. <laughs> One person who will be fuming, who will be second-guessing, guessing everything at the moment, Nathan Jones, he'd love to know. You know, he'd love to have a, a particular playing style to, to match up against or, or, you know, just to know. Um, uh, Stephen, I'll come to you about Nathan Jones and this kind of test. And whilst, you know, we're not blessed with the individuals that Chelsea have, that is obvious. What do you expect from, from a Nathan Jones side in this kind of game? I mean, I'd, I'd liken Jones to the way that Louis just said about Tuchel because you almost never know what Jones is going to do either. Like We, we know that he has his style. We know that he, he will go with a sort of... He has his base squad, but obviously with the injuries we've had recently, obviously Bradley being out and losing Pelly and Berry recently it's you kind of never know what you you know we, we don't know what we're going to get with him either but I I sort of expect to go with I, I expect him to go with what we've had recently because I don't think we've got Berry or Pelly back in midfield so we've got to sort of keep it how it is because I think Osho will probably end up playing midfield again um, or hold midfield Hilton could easily play um, play hot, uh, attacking midfield again which I think would be hilarious against Chelsea this this you know I, I just I love it I love it I can't believe that he scored like two in the last two games and then Jerome as well but yeah I, I really think that it's again it's for us it's going to be hard to predict because Jones obviously knows what sort of test this is and it's it's going to be hard for him to know what Tuchel's going to do or Tuchel's going to do. So he's got to sort of guess what team is going to be best to play as well as figure out what we can do with what we've got. Good thing what you say there about Danny Hilton because I think when he when it first came up against Stoke that he was going to play in that attacking midfield role. I was I was shocked beyond belief, but it worked. It was effective. But it just shows the the amount of trust he has in him. If if Jones said to him, okay, you're playing left wing back, be fine, no problem. He'd, he'd do it. He's one of those players that, you know, probably wouldn't be best for the team, but he has that will-do attitude and he'd die for this football club. And that's what exactly what our Sluton fans love about him. Um Another interesting one will be, I guess, and I guess we'll speak, we've spoken about it a little bit already, but the defensive line, there are a fair few options. Cal Naismith has played pretty much every, the last 20 games and played every 90, uh, played 90 minutes in all of them. So he's potentially a player that, that could drop out. And I guess what we say there about Styles and Nathan Jones not really adapting his team to the, the kind of tests it's all about ourselves and what we can do it'll be interesting Dylan to, to see again what kind of defensive lineup we'll go for yeah I think uh, my gut's telling me we'll go with Osho in the back line um, because we did it against Swansea um, to deal with Obafemi athletic runs in behind turns really well and we did the same against um, West Brom where I got it completely wrong to be fair I thought we wouldn't play Osho because Andy Carroll, but actually we had Osho in the team because of Carlin Grant and Callum Robinson. Again, that real real athletic kind of players who can run in behind. So I think Osho will drop into the back line. I think we'll play Kyoso right wing back. Again, proper 1v1 defender. Could Bree could probably do the rest as well. Um, I think potentially Musque as well will come in just for that athletic presence because I think that's going to be the biggest step up. Obviously, Chelsea are unbelievable technical quality and under Tuchel tactically, they're fantastic. But you look at their bench from the Carabao Cup final and it's Jorginho, Lukaku, Werner, James, Malingsar, Niguez, uh, Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi. You'd assume pretty much all of those will come in and that is athletic as anything. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge really for us is just matching that and and then dealing with Chelsea and the way they play forwards, the way they switch to play um, is unbelievable out to to the left wing back if, if they play three at the back. 
Um, but my gut's telling me that back line will have Osho in the middle of it. And Louis, coming back to Chelsea, do you feel that there's a little bit more importance on, the, on this game now that you know the Carabao Cup's over? Do you feel that this is a competition, of course, it's a, as we've spoken about already, it's a much-loved competition. We all love it as fans. Do you feel that you know now that you don't have the Carabao Cup in your mind and you know you you, you want to win something you you want to win something as a football club and again this is a very good opportunity to go all the way absolutely absolutely I, I think that the the one thing about Chelsea's mentality um I don't know if you saw before the cup final Jamie Redknapp did an interview with Cesar Aspilicueta where it was kind of a case of they were talking about you know do you want to go on and win this trophy how do you see the season going he Aspilicueta was talking about you know there's a mentality of right job done what's next um, they're all as much as you know. Players are going to be hurting from yesterday. They'll have already mentally gone right. Okay, well, we've done that's over now. Nothing we can do about that. Let's move forward. Um, and it'll be what's in our sights next. And there might be an additional importance, but I think already, regardless, just because of the culture of Chelsea Football Club, it will be a case of we are going to win, and that is as simple as that. And we're going to do everything we can to do so. Um, ruthlessness, I think, is is the best way to describe us as a club, as we've already mentioned with managers and such. You know, it's there's 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 no messing about. Um having said that, we'll have to see what happens with the lineup. You know, that he could be messing about, could be tinkering. He could, he could actually go four four two, but who knows? But I think look, at the end of the day, it's just gonna be a very, very exciting game. We've got to do our bit. You guys obviously got to come and you know try and stop us from doing our thing and we've got to stop you from doing your thing. And we'll go from there. Wonder what the odds on would be, Luton and Chelsea both to play four four two. Be a brilliant battle, brilliant, brilliant to see both teams play four four two. That'd be fantastic. It'd be an unbelievable opportunity. If I see four four two, I just know I'm, I'm vindicated as well. I'm a tactical genius at that point, so it's it's, a, it's all good. <laughs> and um, coming back to you, Louis, about. Luton and, and you know Luton have just got into the top six now operating on the smallest budget in the division by some way as it as it came out over the weekend so you know seeing a club that's overachieving defying expectations we've said already Chelsea will not underestimate the task ahead of them but at the same time it's it's, it's going to be a competitive game Chelsea will be expecting a competitive game Absolutely I was actually earlier reading a really really interesting article on the athletic about you guys and you know how the clubs come from administration all the way back to where it is the, the fact that you're in this position is amazing i'm not and i'm not talking about playing us here i'm talking about as you've already mentioned being in the top 6 of the championship you know there are some big big hitters there you know I, you, we already mentioned clubs like and you literally in the space of what 10 minutes mentioned you're playing braintree and dartford Saying, oh, I can't believe we played this guy against Stoke in this position. You know, Stoke were in the Premier League and were an established Premier League team for a long time whilst you guys are building up and, and doing what you're doing. Um, it's really cool. I love it. It's 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 a proper rags to riches story, which I, I love those sort of things. You know, I, I love seeing clubs sort of develop and, and go again and rebuild, you know, Wimbledon being another example of that. You know, I think it's absolutely amazing. So look, irrespective of what happens. I think Lewin's a really awesome football club. Um, and I also feel, I think, from a more emotive perspective, obviously, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, Jamal Edwards passed away. And obviously, Jamal was, you know, he, he was a West London boy, but he was also a Luton boy. And I remember him being one of the first people to say, when the tie was happening, oh my God, can't wait for it. It's going to be absolutely unbelievable. So, you know, overall, I'm just really excited for Jamal to potentially, you know, for us all to see an, an amazing game of football. Um, and, you know, for, for Lewis to do so well and obviously grow, just like Jamal grew, see Chelsea, Chelsea have grown as a club over the past 20 years as well. You know, it's 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 going to be a really, really exciting affair and I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I bloody love the FA Cup. Yeah, definitely adds to sort of how special this occasion will be. I think um, if, I, if I read it correctly earlier, I think Luton will be doing some uh, a tribute towards Jamal Edwards and, of course, you, what you say there, it, it adds to how special this fixture will be. And again, looking at the, the fixture um, at Stamford Bridge last year, it was for, for quite large amounts of, of time, it was quite tightly contested. Um, obviously, Ch Chelsea's Chelsea's brilliance and talent shone through from the onset. But 
Luton battled well and gave a good account of themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought you guys were fantastic last season. Um, it kind of semi-helps that you could tell that something wasn't right under Frank. Um, I think this could potentially be a different scenario. Um, on paper, I, in comparison to last year, I feel like this is the sort of game where Chelsea can go for the jugular. Um but I think the one thing which we aren't doing at the minute is precisely that. You know, when we play our football, you see some teams play others off the park, outscore positions by so many goals, and we're struggling to do that currently. Um, I think we hear like 10, 15 goals off the pace in comparison to City and Liverpool. So I think it was like something we'd scored 60-odd goals and they'd scored nearly 80. So we're, we're in a position where we, we do need to use an opportunity to just go and really try and make a difference in a game. Um, but, you know, like we mentioned earlier, you mentioned obviously the, the brilliance shone through of Chelsea. The brilliance could shine through from Luton this time around. And, you know, I said right at the top of the show, you know, I, I can't just sit there and go, oh, yeah, you know what? Done deal, should be easy, should be sorted. This is the FA Cup. This is, this is why this comes in so great. Middlesbrough knocked out Manchester United in the last round. You know, you've seen other teams knock people out when they weren't expecting it. I mean, uh, Kidderminster, I should have mentioned as a prime example. You know, they're a side which were non-league and they beat someone and you had David Moyes and some, some bloke sitting in, having a pint in, you know, in the in the Kidderminster manager's office. You know, you don't see that very often. It's a great competition. So, you know, it's just a case of seeing what happens, to be honest. I, I, you, with the FA Cup, you've got to play it by ear. And we'll move on to the score predictions, the, the most interesting part. And, you know, this is what people will skip the whole Spotify episode for. They'd want to hear predictions. That's exactly what they do. I will come to the Oak Road Hatter lads first and I'll start with Stephen. Uh, I, I think it'll be a draw, either 1-1 one, one or 2-2. Two, two. I think it'll be, there'll be a, maybe one or two goals in the last 10 minutes as well. Um, it'll be one of those ones where it just, it goes down to the death, like like it did with Chelsea against Plymouth. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we've got a, we've got a good chance of, of not losing the tie on the 90 minutes, but I think maybe penalties, either extra time or penalties, we might go out. But yeah, I'm just going to say in the 90 minutes, 2-2, and then I pray we get through after that with penalties or extra time. Jamie, usually I say it's quite pessimistic to go for a draw, but, you know, given the magnitude of the game and the, the quality of opposition, I guess it will be optimistic to, to go for a draw. So what are you thinking, mate? So, funny enough, I'm just looking now and I'm looking at Mark Lawrenson's uh, predictions. They've he, just put them out on, on, on Twitter and, and he's not predicted an upset throughout the entirety of the fifth round. And you just think, surely there's got to be an upset like, across one of the fixtures. So, I'm going to be optimistic, 2-1 Luton in 90 minutes. Dylan, Dylan, are you are you joining them too on this optimistic wave or are you, are you bringing us back down to reality? I don't know how to. I don't know how to follow that up. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with one all, and again, who knows after extra time. But I think it'll be one all after extra time, and then obviously there's no point predicting pens because, as Louis said, it's an absolute lottery. But I think I think we'll get a one. I think we'll go one up, and then Chelsea will get a late one and take it to pens. With the pens, <laughs> we've got to hope that Kepa's in there. <laughs> you know what, Stephen? Do you know what? Shut up. All right, <laughs> naked, son. All right, can't be having any of that. Louis, we've got three Luton fans here. None of them have gone for a Chelsea win. I'm sure. I'm sure you're coming here with a Chelsea victory in mind. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. Well, I can't find it. Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> yeah. But look. Precisely for that reason, I am not a man for predictions. I never have been, and I hate doing them because if it doesn't go our way, then I'm always sitting there going, it's my fault. I, I hate doing them. But, you know, on paper, should be a Chelsea win. But as I said earlier, it's the FA Cup. So, you know, what's the point in predicting? Do you know what I mean? 
that's the thing. I don't know what price it was for Kidderminster to beat West Ham and you know Ch- Plymouth to beat Chelsea. How how close it, it ran in the end. As you as we keep coming to on this podcast, the the spirit of the FA Cup, the magic of the FA Cup is what it's all about. And for that reason, I'm going for a Luton loss. <laughs> <laughs> 3-0 Nathan Jones out. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> no, all seriousness, I think we'll put up a good fight, but just come short. I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea, but a very good showing from Luton. I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that because, you know, Nathan Jones is in charge and we, we can trust that, I'm, I'm sure. Well, that is all we have time for today. A big thank you to the usual suspects for joining. That is Stephen, Jamie and Dylan, but also a big thank you to Louis for giving us some Chelsea view. Um, of course, we're excited for this massive game and um, we'll get this podcast out straight away because, you know, it's coming down to, the, you know, 48 hours now until the game and it's massive. But also, it's, it's a massive week as well, ending with Middlesbrough. We've also got our March giveaway starting tomorrow. I can't believe it's the end of the month already, but we are starting it with a ticket giveaway so make sure you keep your eyes peeled onto our Twitter and Instagram Twitter we are at Oak Road Hatter and on Instagram we are Oak Road Hatter Pod The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.